Hello and welcome to episode two of the Off Meta Podcast. My name is Dimitri. I'll be your host for this evening. And I'm joined as always, it's going to be always, with my colleagues Joe to my left, John to the top left, and Adam above me. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's happening? How about you guys? Almost like we haven't just been speaking for an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like. <laughs> well, it, I'm glad to be doing another episode with you guys. I'm glad it's going to be us for pretty much always. Uh, we're going to start the podcast, as always, with what have we, we've been playing, basically. So I guess let's start with uh, Joe. What have you been playing? I am still playing the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Almost done. Perfect. Uh, Which chapter are been- you? Chapter 15. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. There's 18 chapters in the game. I think I'm ahead of you. It's possible. We can discuss this later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, otherwise, I've been watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood again because that's an awesome show. That's pretty dope. Uh, we could talk about Final Fantasy. I guess let, let's go through everyone. What what have we been playing? I guess we'll go into detail afterwards. Uh, I think John has been playing the same thing. Uh, but what else have I, you been playing? Yeah. Me or Joe? No, no, John. You. Okay, yeah. So I've been playing Final Fantasy. I've been playing, uh, but as of recent, Battlefront 2, Star Wars. And, like, on this computer that I have, because I upgraded my PC, this thing is insane. Like, it's everything I wanted as a kid. You have no idea. So Like, yeah, I know I... that it came out with its faults, but, like, it's good now. I saw you playing that before you joined the Discord that you've been playing Battlefront 2. Are you talking about like the original or the the remake? Like the the EA one. The EA one. Okay, interesting. It's uh, it's really good. I know that it's like feature complete now. It's not like disgusting with loot boxes anymore. So it's a game that I actually wanted to start playing when like the new Star Wars movie was coming out. I didn't actually play it though. <laughs> I always I said I was going to, but I never did. Uh, my PC was actually wasn't actually fixed at that point, so I think that's why I haven't played it yet. Uh, but that's good. That's mm. cool. Uh, we'll talk about that more soon. Adam, what about you? I have been playing Blood Bowl, which if you know what it is, you probably already love it. And if you don't know what it is, you don't. Uh, it is the most <laughs> infuriating game of chess football turn-based you've ever played it's almost like that's my description and football had a baby mm. yeah it's and xcom murdered elves xcom yeah, risk and football had a baby yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's basically it, it. Uh, awesome. all of my favorite things and me i've been playing pretty much like everything i haven't been sticking to a game i should be focusing all my attention to Final Fantasy VII, just like Joe and John, mm. but I haven't, admittedly. Uh, that is what I'm playing, though, uh, primarily. But uh, actually, me and John dipped our toes in Street Fighter V today, and uh, we did. I actually, I actually want to get into that game. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm horrible at it, and I hope that I could uh, get better. I've been craving a fighting game for the longest time. I've been stuck playing Smash and. Me and Adam could tell <laughs> Smash is not the funnest online. Uh, that's what prompted me to buy oh, Street Fighter V today. Uh, Smash online is complete garbage, and they need to fix it. Especially with Evo coming up. They're probably going to play that whole game online, and that's going to be hilarious. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I want to point out um, Get Schooled, for those of you who don't know, uh, he's probably the best Street Fighter player I know. That might be a compliment. I also don't know many Street Fighter professional players, but 
Uh, also, fun fact for everybody, he was uh, John's brother's teacher, and they met playing Overwatch on a game with me. I invited both of them to play. And I think like through the voice, they just kind of figured out what it was. It was a really cute reunion. No awesome. way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So like he's a teacher and he was my brother's teacher and and he, like he knows my brother. That's why he's like John Billy's brother. Okay, I thought it was like one of the dudes that watches my brother. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Recognize your brother recognized the last name. He was like Billy. What a crap student. And then. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. I, I mean, I, when I get better, I'm, I'm planning on, you know, maybe streaming it, get some uh, viewers to play. So get schooled. You're on 1v1. I can't wait. <laughs> but I need practice before we get into it. Uh, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII. I think that's the game we should talk the most of, get into more detail, since three, of, three out of the four of us are already playing it. So um, mm. you guys are both almost done. Damn it. I really need to catch up. I'm about halfway done. I'm at the Don uh, Corneo's. I'm about to go in. So I think okay, I'm, right you're about I'm to looking go in. For, yeah, I think I'm looking for the dress right now. Uh, okay. But you guys are like far. I mean, I know the story. So I guess, where are you guys? Like, where, like which part of the story are you well, at? There's, there's that one scene that you're going to want to talk about. And the fact that you haven't even hinted at bringing it up. Which I'm not going to bring it up, but once you do, you know what I'm talking about. That's the best part in the game. It's are, you talking about the... <laughs> are you talking about the dance? <laughs> are you talking about the massage? We got to talk okay, about so the you massage got there. for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, we don't that have to was... talk about the massage. Just spoilers. <laughs> that was the most... All I'm going to say about that part is that that was the most awkward moment in this house since I moved in here. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. Anybody so, else start fapping, or is it just me? No, uh, dude, it was. Did you guys pay for the luxury? <laughs> sure the is, is there a difference if you pay for the luxury or not? Because I went all in, and I yeah, regretted every in, second dude. of it. <laughs> it was so awkward. I, I paid. No sense. Yeah. Basically, it's, <laughs> it's like cringe. a it, it's a hand massage, but they played it out like literally like a porno. Like that. That's that's what we played. But that's all, that's what you need to do. It's because don't, that was don't so spoil weird. it. <laughs> in in to, the original. So in the original, right, you're like in the 90s, you're playing and you get to dress up as a girl. And in the 90s for a video game, like a JRPG, that was mind blowing. Like everyone playing this for the first time was like, dude, you get to dress your main character up who's a boy and he dresses like a girl. And that was a huge deal. Nowadays, it's like, you know, that's pretty accepted. It's not a big deal. Like they need to one up it. Yeah, they, they, it gets gold said it. That's all people talked about. You need to one up that somehow. You need to make it like relevant again. So how do you make it scandalous? It's amazing how it was in the same uh, chapter as it too. I haven't even I haven't gotten to the part where I'm dressing up, which I I mean it's in the trailer, um, so I kind of saw it already. I'm a little it's upset the that they spoiled. Of but why would they put that in the trailer? That's what pisses me off. Before the game even came out, you saw Cloud dress up as a girl in the trailer. Uh, so I mm -hmm. I guess it's kind of spoiled Sailed. already, but. Um, yeah, that, that's true. So there's I a mean, lot of uh, fan service that they've been doing too. Uh, at the beginning of the game, there's a part where if you do all the side quests, uh, Tifa asks you what she should wear to hang out with you later mm -hmm. that night. And you have three options. And the option you choose is the dress she'll wear uh, during the Darn Corneo part of the game. Yeah. So a lot of um, 
everybody wants Cloud's stuff, you know? I know. It, <laughs> it, it's, on this it's a little weird, right? Like, Cloud's a fucking player, I guess, in this, in, in this game, because every single girl he talks to, I'm just going to say, they want to fuck him. Exactly. Yeah. It's weird. But, but to I be mean, fair, that's how it was in the original. Like, you had so many... It didn't matter in the original what you picked. Original. Oh, it, wasn't, yeah, it was a lot more subtle in the original, exactly. This is like, cloud. <laughs> I think Psych. you go on a date with every female character. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have the option to go on a date with every single Including yeah, there was that it's, it's a slow build, right? though. It's a slow build in the original. In this one, it's like, you meet them, and they're already in love with you. And you're like, oh, dude, chill. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who to choose now. You know, Tifa was Bay at the beginning, and then Jesse, and now Aerith. It's like, dude. That's good, though. In the original, yeah. it was Tifa, right? Like, no Just one Tifa, cared yeah. about what? the Aerith other people. Too. No one cared. What? I cared. No one cared. People, there were games, there were like, you know how people always had those secret... Uh, oh, if you push the, the thing in Pokemon with strength, you can find yeah, a new. Yeah. Those, yeah. All of those in Final Fantasy for the first disc were always, yo, if you pick this option and this option, you end up with Tifa at the end of the game and like you guys get married. Like That's how much people... <laughs> Tifa was Bay, and everyone else, no one cared. I mean, they, they did her well in this game. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> like, I remember in the original, the whole like hunt for uh, a way to revive Aerith. Oh, yeah. And there was like a giant thing like everyone was not, trying to find a way you just, you just kind of spoiled <laughs> that's the original game okay? yeah but John never played, played, played it no I never played it but I, I but no no it's fine it's fine I already knew no. I already knew the ending I don't live under a rock no. like it's not a big deal yeah, but like if you don't know the ending of that it. game come on but you, but you forgot you about it I didn't know which character it was but oh, like man. I knew one of them dies so now I know it's Aerith magic of editing giant spoiler warning up on screen. Yeah. We should not talk about Final Fantasy VII anymore. <laughs> okay. I mean, fine. We, we said what we had to say. We again. Sorry, John. A reminder for the third okay. time, and we'll keep reminding it until until it actually happens. We are going to be actually talking about this game in its entirety, like a huge spoiler cast. Uh, me, Joe, and John. Adam's not going to be part of it because, or maybe he will be. Maybe he'll be like an an outsider. I'll watch. I guess. I'll watch John play it. Yeah, he'll watch yeah, John I've play been it. Streaming exactly. it so. We're doing a book club, like a video game book club. So in two weeks, I don't know if it's going to be on the Saturday yet or if it's going to be a completely separate video, but we're going to have like a nice big spoiler cast on that. So I need to really like start playing it so I can actually uh, talk about it. But I, I'm, I'm halfway done, so it, sh it shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah. So for our one viewer, <laughs> two weeks from now, better watch it. That's it. I, I mean, this is going to go on YouTube, Joe. Come on. <laughs> but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Um, so let's segue into like the actual point of the podcast. So what we're going to be doing, and most of the times it's going to be formatted this way, unless it's like a really big topic. And then we just talk about that one topic for the whole episode, like the nostalgia one last week. Uh, but we each are going to bring a topic to the table that we would like to talk about. And we're just going to shoot the shit, you know? It's going to be a very casual podcast. And uh, all our topics, at least as far as I'm concerned, are pretty interesting. So it should hopefully spawn a nice conversation between the four of us. Uh, who wants to start? Who wants to bring their topic first? Uh, Do we go with Adam since that's first. the title of the, okay, the yeah. podcast? Cool, Adam. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we so... could change the name every uh, topic. <laughs> 
no, 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 it's it's fine. I, I'd right. rather have. I think Adams out of all four is gonna spawn the biggest conversation, so might as well make that the the title of the of the podcast. Uh, yeah, well, Adam. I mean, if you're watching it, you see the the title, video game achievements. I think, honestly, they are one of the worst things to happen in video games. <laughs> oh my! Besides monet, uh, like microtransactions. Wow, that's, that is that's my bold. Statement. That is bold because. Um, I yeah. completely Why disagree. do you feel that way, Adam? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to start with my, my piece here. I feel like it was a way to just pad game time. Like there's always been objectives people have given themselves in games and that's fine. And like for some of the crazy stuff, you're talking like fill every character's fear good in Final Fantasy X, stuff that takes out like hundreds of hours. Fine, whatever. I, I understand you're not going to waste time coding stuff for the one player who does that my cousin um but <laughs> like i feel like a lot of these are just oh well instead of programming something rewarding for people instead of you know adding some extra bits of information here we don't want to waste any programming time on things people aren't going to see so we'll just give you a little badge that says like kudos you did it congrats go go tell your other friends that you did it like half of these half of your achievements that you get are i beat the first level of the game yeah. apparently just playing the game's an achievement <laughs> fine at the very best fine but like if i found some secret place or i did something that's really hard to do i want to be rewarded give me an item give me like extra story give me a cutscene give me something that's not just sticker okay so i, yeah, I could have completely yeah sorry they could have tied achievements into like actual yeah in-game items in-game like Definitely. abilities or whatnot because you're right, there are some games like Xbox 360, which kind of made achievements what it is. The uh, I remember uh, there was games that people would buy just because it was an easy way to get a thousand points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. <laughs> you just had to beat the game and you got a thousand gamer score right there. So everyone played that game. <laughs> That's the only reason why people bought it. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously Avatar Joe is right. Yeah, Joe, Joe is right. There are games where it's complete cheese ball. Just beat the game, do something over and over again, and you get a full like platinum trophy or a thousand gamer score. Uh, those games do not count in this argument. I'm sorry, like those are just. Well, bad game's not, a bad game. That's fine. A bad game's a bad game. The game. Well, what's the game that did achievements well, right? Um. Okay. Uh, Halo Three. Halo, Halo 3. Three. Uh, Rock Band, like all the Rock Band and Guitar Hero games. Um. Call of Duty, some of the older ones, the newer ones, especially Modern Warfare, uh, like the new one. Actually, I think the trophy list is horrible. Uh, but games that do it right, and those were some examples, it really makes the game worth replaying. That's the big thing. So a lot of times you'll play a game, you beat it. Yes, they have the regular trophies. So those trophies don't really count. You just get them naturally. It's the... Um, like you beat the game, you that's it. You're, you're done. There's no real, real reason to keep playing. But the trophies and achievements give an, an additional reason to keep playing. Kind of like a bragging right. Some people literally just play games to get trophies. It's an it's an addiction. I don't know if you guys ever played platformers when you were a kid. You have to collect everything mm-hmm. in the game. Imagine imagine yeah. that, but for every single game. It just makes it just makes the so game a lot more fun. I I agree, but. These people existed before achievements. People who 100% games have been doing it well before achievements, and they used to get things out of it. In a collectathon, if you catch, if you collect all of the stuff, 
you usually get something out of it. There's often yeah. can't think of a good decent Pokemon. collection where like Pokemon you get they still there's still something the I new think one. Like a crappy thing, but I'll give you an example. Like in the new Pokemon, you could get a, you get like a a special item that lets you get shinies at a lower rate, so you have the higher chances of getting a shiny. There you go. Uh, Get school mentioned Easter egg endings. Uh, Final Fantasy X-2, If you 101 the game or something, or a, like if you do everything, you get like the best ending stuff like that. There, there were always ways to reward people for doing this. And the good examples you brought up, Guitar Hero, Rock Band, stuff like that, where I really think those games kind of had them already. Like you already had yes. a tracker for how much you 100%ed songs. You would have like, oh, this person. I feel like achievements in the games they worked were already implemented anyways and in the games where they didn't work they just kind of gave developers a way out of programming extra things extra items things that you would get for achieving things uh, so i'll give you an example of when they did achievements right okay in halo 3 uh what they did is they made it so that if you get a thousand gamer score you unlock like a new piece of armor for online uh there's certain uh achievements that are attached to like certain tasks in the game like you know those easter eggs you're talking about like if you get all the skulls you unlock another hayabusa armor so like it could be done right it's just it promoted lazy like developing that's the only problem with it where it's like we're going to give them a trophy for hard easy normal i feel like this is dated a bit though like do people still care about achievements and trophies today oh yeah Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, but like when you have all these people that are like PC gamers playing Fortnite, are there trophies, achievements for these things, or it's more like just get level one hundred and you collect skins and whatnot, and that is your achievement? So this Say, argument, oh, I got level one hundred season four. Yeah, this argument is mainly for PS4 and Xbox 360. Oh, Xbox One, sorry. Uh, PC, yes, there are Steam achievements, but I don't think those are like sought out for. Yeah, like, cards. Are, yeah, yeah, I don't think people are like going crazy for that, but. In like for PlayStation, you get the platinum trophy, and then for Xbox, it's just a thousand gamer score. But what Xbox does is actually very addicting compared to what PlayStation. So each console has their own thing that like makes you want to continue getting achievements. So PlayStation is the platinum trophy. Just the fact that you could show off a platinum trophy is very nice. If I like the game this much, I'll go for the platinum, and there you go. Like it shows that I got the platinum trophy for this. On Xbox, uh there's actual like leaderboards with your friends so getting a thousand gamer score is nothing like crazy i mean you probably get the same feeling as a platinum trophy it's just it's nice to show off a platinum trophy instead of a thousand gamer score that's my opinion though it's just a thousand like it's just a number like there's no shiny star or anything whereas the platinum trophy when john joined the group and had twenty five thousand gamer points people were like yo this guy played Yes, but but how how many of it's hard to tell how many games that he got full trophies for. Whereas if I'm on PlayStation, if you look at my account, you'll see I have four platinum trophies. So I I got four Mm. games, all all the trophies. So it it makes it more. It's easier to tell which games you got platinums for. But I do love the Xbox leaderboards though. So let's say we were all friends on Xbox and we all like fight for achievements. There's like an actual leaderboard, like how many achievements you got this week. You know uh, how many, uh, which games you're playing the most? In which, if we're all playing the same game, who's leading in uh, in achievement score? I think that's really addicting. So it gives you more incentive to to grind for you know achievements or uh, trophies. I'm I, I personally like PlayStation, so trophies are my thing. Even though I don't grind for platinums as much, I do like 
getting trophies when I play games. We got know, a, for me. We got a comment in, in chat about people hacking leaderboards. That would definitely be not my area of expertise because I didn't really look good enough to be on leaderboards. Call of Duty. Leaderboards is different than trophies, though. Yes, people hack leaderboards all the time. And Call of Duty happens literally every single time. But you yeah. don't get trophies for online or like maybe one or two trophies are dedicated to online and the rest is for a campaign. And I don't think I've seen people hacking trophy leaderboards or anything like that. So I think you're fine. That would be a problem though, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I, think, uh, I, I do have another point. If, if no one it. wants to add to it, I have another point. So your argument of developers adding trophies and achievements for you know because they're lazy to add like actual rewards in game the best games have trophies well they all have trophies but the best games actually do have in-game rewards at the same time so you'll pop a trophy for i don't know beating the game on veteran difficulty well in game you get something out of it but you also get the trophy so it gives you even more reason to play instead of just getting the in-game reward you know especially if it's like a really hard trophy for sure i that's why my statement though like it's it's not that achievements are objectively bad. It's that the popularization of achievements is done more bad for gaming than good. That is that is my issue with them. I think it's led to sort of a pigeonhole where we just kind of, you know, uh, most people can just kind of throw achievements and you're going to get the, the platinum trophy hunters to just play through your game, play hour, hundreds of hours into your game, because and Final Fantasy X, I love that game, but the the HD remasters with what really brought this to light for me was maximize everyone's sphere grid. If you haven't played it, it's like get level eight hundred on every single character. Essentially, you do realize though, like you need to max out the sphere grid in order to actually uh, beat any of the optional bosses in the uh, monster factory or whatever it is. Only with your main party, not with eight, nine, eight characters. Mm-hmm. And well, you, need Waka. you need Waka. Uh, fancy ten. You need to basically level up each character eight hundred times, which basically leads to just you find find on it. And you also need to like get special nodes that you can use to fill in the progression bar because there are empty progression levels, and that doesn't count as complete. It's a nightmare. So get schooled actually honestly. has a uh, not a question but like a nice comment. Uh, what would be nice would be to know the percentage of gamers that care slash like achievements good good statement another like addicting part of i don't I don't know if xbox does it but i know playstation does is that they show the the percentage of people that have the trophy so let's say there's like a really hard trophy like a 1.5 percent of people that played this game have this trophy it makes you want to get that trophy even more which adds to like the addictiveness and usually those trophies are tied to like a very hard challenge in game which again the best games will have some sort of reward outside of a trophy in your game as well. So it makes it worth doing it regardless. It just gives a reason to play games that you already like. It makes you want to play them more. You know, I, I don't know. That's it. That's just how I used to love grinding for achievements in Rock Band 2 because the base game of Rock Band 2 is pretty basic. You just play songs and that's it. So having challenges as achievements is really nice. And I did 1,000 gamer score that game, Rock Band 2. You know, doing the endless set list <laughs> without oh my god, without failing or, or pausing. If you pause, you don't get the, the achievement. 
No, nah, it's, con- nah, it's terrible. Fuck that. It's considered one of the hardest trophy uh, slash achievements to get because of how brutal it was. So see, all, I of have, all time? I have the, yeah, yeah one, one of the hardest of all time, yeah. 82 songs, no fail, no pause, no breaks. In a row. So it's like a six-hour achievement. I got to agree with Adam on this one, though. I'm pretty against the, uh, the achievement system as well. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Too. I like it because it it gives you it gives you a reason to play the game again if you like the game. So, for example, uh, I played through what was the game called? One with the zombies with the parasites in their heads, Last of Us, mm. and I beat that game multiple times on different difficulties just because I liked it so much. And getting those trophies were something. It was something like a badge I wanted to have on that game because I like. You know what I mean? No, you ever play like those those clicker games where you got to click? And then you get money, and then you upgrade your clicker, <laughs> and then you keep clicking. Yeah, that's I'm playing what right now. Achievements. <laughs> that's kind of what achievements feels like in a way. When you say replay the game, I don't know. Maybe Adam's right. It's a, kind of like a cop out for programmers to not have to give additional content because you can just kind of get addicted into that loop and keep playing this thing. Not because you're necessarily enjoying it, but because you want that like sense of gratification at the end when you have this trophy that you can show your three friends. On Xbox Live or whatever. Yeah, Who says I have three friends, man? <laughs> my my whole friends list was packed, bro. Can I, guys, yeah. can I give you guys a little uh, secret here? Mm. No one cares. No one does you. care, <laughs> but it, it still makes it fun to grind for. And I want one last thing on the topic, unless you guys want to keep adding to it. Uh, Freaky Neek in the chat. It introduces things in the game you might not have found otherwise. That's a great That's point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a great That's a point. point. So... Uh, I actually have an example of that uh, of this. Uh, it's actually not something that I found out in the game, but it's something that I would never do. But there's an achievement for it, and that made me want to do it. And it's very hard. I don't know if you guys played the game Infamous Second Son. Uh, one of the trof- one of the trophies in that game is to jump off like uh, uh, one of the highest buildings on in the world and like do like I think you have to switch your powers because you have four powers in the game all four times before you hit the ground and then like kill an enemy with the final power. And that just makes the game like it, it's something you would never do. It's kind of like you're freestyling in the game, but you get a trophy out of it, and it makes you want to do stupidities in the game that you would otherwise not do. And hmm. I think that's cool. And yes, well, why can't like you get you said, a move for it, or like at least the Lucio stamp or something, so I can like teabag people with a, a stamp that says I'm better than you. That could be cool. To be honest, what trophies could do the best would be if you get like compensation out of it so if you get like a platinum trophy you get like five dollars or something dollars back yeah exactly <laughs> that could be cool thank you for playing our game and supporting us here's your money back that would give you That's an extra reason model to not, not money credits they would credits, give you credits yeah. for new games right like yeah. you can buy any new bethesda game don't Thanks know why you'd want to but thousands of hours where you could have been actually making money for ten dollars back <laughs> <to buy our laughs> actually game. a really good idea like if the platform supported like trading in your gamer points for items or for like let's say you want a dlc in the game right and then microsoft would opt in to pay for your dlc from your gamer points or whatever you know that would be sick that just brought another point that actually i'm with adam on this one dlc ruined what ruins not ruined ruins trophies so on playstation you get a you know platinum list 
Yeah. Like I'm gonna use Spider-Man as an example because it's it, it it's the one that pissed me off the most. So Spider-Man has four DLCs, right? Like small DLCs, and each of them have their own platinum. So on my list, if I get a platinum trophy on Spider-Man, it'll show up as like sixty percent of trophies done because I did not get the DLCs yet. So it's like, it feels like an incomplete list, even though I have the platinum trophy. A lot of games okay. do that with the DLCs. I hate that shit. It pisses me off because now it makes me want to buy the DLC to get platinums that I don't really want to get, and it it makes the the UI all cluttered and stuff. So games that do that piss me off, and don't deserve. I hate like I hate the the way the achievements are structured in those games. Spider Man is. Oh, a, I hate that. I hate money, that game. Right? <laughs> Even though I love it, it's all about money. You mentioned like oh I do things that. The reason they make achievements is because back in the day you would put in things, not tell anyone, sell them a gamer guide because we didn't have the internet or like you barely had internet to look it up. It's like, well, why would I just assume to go left at the start of the game off screen for six minutes and then press A and get like a free item? (laughs) I need to buy the gamer guide to know that. Now everyone finds this stuff online. So they just give you the information for free and make it an achievement. Hmm. It's kind of true. You'd have to like, how did you get Reggie Rock or Reggie Steel Reggie Ice? You got it with the book. I got it with the book. Oh, bro, I went on yeah. Cheat Planet. We went over this last time. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we went over Cheat Planet. I, you know, and it's benefits. I you guys not. I made a friend. The guy who spent like probably three hours writing that guide for me, it was so detailed. He smashed it. Became my best friend on the internet. We talked every day. <laughs> Just from that guide. He's a cool dude. I still have them on Facebook. I don't know if yeah, I miss gamer topic. guides or if it's good that they're gone. They were expensive. Yeah, but they were so pretty. With the, I know the, the photos and stuff. And that's why I, that's why I'm torn. That's why I'm torn because they were they were really nice. They're like really nice collectible items to have, but fuck, they were expensive. And the internet yeah. exists. I had the Zelda. What was the one for? Um, uh, the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. There was like a Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening uh, and Oracles of Ages. Yeah, I think it was Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. And I had the, the, the gamer guide for that. And that was like my prized possession. It's so beautiful. I loved it. Hmm. Yeah. Any, any final points? Final Fantasy or... X2 uh, gamer guide. Because that's yep. erotica. <laughs> You're in love with that game. So obviously it's worth it. No, 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 no. Final Fantasy X, not ten two. No, <laughs> gotcha. FF10 you display because it's nostalgic. FF102 you hide from your parents. <laughs> oh, <no>. Why? The <laughs> summoner, Why? The summoner and she wears a G-string because that's what people do when they rebel is they wear G-strings. Yeah. Hmm. Like they're yeah. they're wearing short swords, but then they're G-string, you know that pull-up thing where it kind of like rides them. <laughs> and they uh, they yeah, age gotcha, gotcha. The game is set the exact amount of days <laughs> for the youngest female character to have turned 18. Like they took 10 and they're like, okay, it's exactly two years later. So no, that's how they made that game. Japan. <laughs> Japan. Any other, right. uh, any final words on this topic before we move on? Well, let's take a vote. Who's, uh, who's for abolishing versus who wants to keep them? I think we're split evenly so, right here. Me and John are team ooh, achievements. I think we're even. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, kinda... You know what I say? The healthy medium between the two. You put achievements and you put more creative things that, like, I need to go out of my way to go get. 
reward me, give me a boss. You need both of these things in the game. That's it. Uh, we get the chat vote, so suck on that. <laughs> chat vote. <laughs> I would say there's a healthy middle ground where maybe like Xbox or PS4 could set a guideline, a rule set for achievements and have like a special team. Maybe like one guy, you know, who is the achievement master who can review the achievements and say, oh, no, this achievement shit, get it out of here. Or like, this is a good achievement, yeah. keep that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this is a lot of games with them. shitty achievement lists and it pisses me off. It like super, they're either like super uncreative and easy to platinum or they're like impossible. Uh, actually, The Last of Us is a good, good example because there's a multiplayer achievement that I think you need to play like a thousand hours of multiplayer yeah, to dumb. get it. That's stupid. That's just bad achievement design. So when the game nails it, it's worth going for. When it doesn't, it's annoying. So I think I'm on both sides. I hate shitty achievement lists. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Also, yeah. I'm going to throw out my, my beautiful polish oh. achievement. And uh, she doesn't know how to comment in Twitch to tell me that that's not actually what she said. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, then... <laughs> Uh, I think well, we're going to move on to the next uh, topic. Rattled. Uh, John, uh, what do you want to talk yeah. about? So, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. And I've been looking at old games, because we did that whole nostalgia thing. And I didn't realize, but I've been, we've, we've played a lot of movie games that have basically, like, I haven't seen a movie game in forever. But we've been playing movie games for the longest time. And there's good and bad ones. And I made a list of oh. some good ones. <laughs> nice. And I made a list of some really fucking bad ones, like some horrendously dog shit fucking games. Um what do you want to hear first? Do you want to hear the good the the, the bad list is not as long. So but we're talking I, we're talking mainly about video games from like so a movie tie-in video game basically. So a game yeah. that there's a movie for and then they made a game for it which usually they don't really they, do that anymore. They don't. No, they that, don't. That, I think that's why John is bringing it up cuz yes, yeah. the development time is to too long. Everywhere. So yeah, it would take them months and months and months to like make a game now. It takes you about like a year or two years, right? If you want a finished product. But back then, they'd be like the movie's coming out. So you're going to pump out a game in six months. And that's why these games are notorious for having some of the worst games that have ever been created. And then some of them are fucking bangers, bro. Like, look, I'll go through the list. And I'm counting this one, even though some people don't count it. I do. Because it is a part of the the universe, the Star Wars Jedi Order. No, I'm not counting that. You're not counting it? I'm counting it. No, I'll tell you why. So you, you mentioned why. Uh, in your argument, true is that it was they, part of the they, they needed. So to, I'll get rid of that they, one. they needed to release the game before the movie came out. Star Wars Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order—they're just taking the IP and they made a game out of the IP. Those do not count. I'm talking. Mm-hmm. We're talking yeah, mainly like, about I- like, oh, Iron Man had a Pirates movie. Iron Black Man has Pearl. a video game. Iron Man, yeah. You know what so I mean. Golden Eye was one of the best ones of all time. Golden Eye is the yes. best one of all time. One of the best ones of all time. Yes. So that yeah. would so count. That game production was yeah. easy. It was. It was good when game production was easy. Not so much nowadays. Like game development takes a lot longer. I wouldn't say but, easy, uh, Joe. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. It was easier. So like was the thing smaller. that that so the, it was for Golden Yeah. Level design wise, what they did differently in this game, and I've watched a whole bunch of reviews and and the developers talk about it or whatever 
they made this is the first game where you were playing and there was empty rooms like you'd walk into the room and there'd be no fucking reason for that room mm. or like you shoot the box and you get more ammo and like they really like made a whole bunch of different aspects in that perspective um this game has been remade have you guys played the remake on the wii yes i actually uh, have yes. the gold controller from it too <laughs> i actually got the special how edition cool is of it. it right it's awesome it was, was awesome game. and it, these are the things that i don't mind them remaking uh another game that everybody should have played and that no one thinks about until i tell them is toy story 2 did you guys play yes. the game the game on the n64 yes what a game uh, no, on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I'm a PlayStation, PlayStation kid, 1. but I had that game. That game was I, fire. I blockbustered that game like <laughs> weekends in a row because I, I couldn't get it. Dude, it was, it was so good, man. Sick. You never played it. It no. was like a platformer that was super addictive. It had a lot of like uh, going and getting all the like collectible. It's a collectathon. Yeah. And the, the campaign was really well thought out, even though the story did not follow at all. Do you guys level remember design. the story? It, the it was game, like though. barely there. The level design was great in that game. It was just so cool playing as a very like a miniature toy in a huge room and kitchens and a bunch of like you're basically in a regular house, but you're like this small. Your toy, yeah. And I, I thought that was so cool when I was a kid. And plus, the game just plays well. And it's Toy Story. Who doesn't like Toy Story? I, yeah. I love that game. That's a very that's a throwback and a half right yeah. there. Uh, another one that people really like, and I've because I've been searching it online. Uh, Disney's Aladdin on the uh, was it Sega Genesis? Genesis is the better and version, the, apparently. Yeah, that one's amazing. the uh, The other one is absolute dog shit, but some people go nuts for this game, like absolutely insane. Like, look at our like our chat uh, gets fools <laughs> writing. And Nick wrote Spider-Man 2. That's a, that's a very <laughs> I'm, good I'm one. But they, you know they actually re-released that game, the Aladdin and Lion King bundle? You could buy it on PS4 right now and Xbox is One. Is it called Kingdom really? Hearts? It's, that's how good that game is. No, they actually re-released the, the, the Genesis and the Super Nintendo version of both games. So Lion King is another um, another one too uh, from that. From I'm going to throw era. this one out and nobody thinks of it, but do you remember Tron? They had a whole game in an arcade that was basically carrying that movie. Wait, okay, hold on. Are you talking about the original Tron from the 70s, 80s? With the blocks where you run and you have the line behind you. Not like new, the old one. Was the movie based off of the game or was the game based off of the movie? (laughs) The the, the movie came out and the console of the game came out. Okay, because yes, in the arcade that was sick. Like that. And kids went nuts for it. This was like huge. All yeah, your mom's quarters went to that. Tron was huge. Um, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say, like, w- w- I have some personal takes. Uh, I have some personal mm-hmm. games that are, that, that are probably not on your list. Have you ever played SpongeBob, the movie, the game? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I'm so glad someone else has played it. It's, uh, it's, it's basically... I want to say it reminded me of the Toy Story game. Like, it felt yeah. like that. It was very... Like, it It actually, you know, played through the movie really well. It was a collectathon, like, pretty much all of these, you know, kids' movies. And it was fucking good, dude. It's one of the better SpongeBob games. There's a few of them that are actually decent. 
I still have it. I want to play it again. Still have <laughs> it? Now you want to play it again? Because I, I, I still have it. It was really oh. good. Me and my brother used to play the shit out of that game. SpongeBob the movie. The game. You know what game actually did a really good movie tie-in and it wasn't really a movie tie-in? Lego. What? Lego uh, Star Wars. Lego Batman. Lego, Lego Avengers. Yeah, yeah. But the before Lego it was everything really was Star Wars. The Lego games did really well. I remember being a They're kid and them. having it. And they, they laser printed the disc with like a blue bottom on the, mm. the second one, Lego Star Wars 2. And it wouldn't play on the PlayStation 1 every time. It would like glitch the fuck out or like it would freeze. And I would trip because as a kid, I just wanted to make it work. Wasn't Lego Star Wars on the PlayStation 2? It was, it was on, no, it was on PlayStation 2. Yeah, it was on PlayStation yeah. 2, my bad. But like it had a different disc. We were playing Lego Star Wars on Xbox 360, man. I'm pretty sure. They re-released it on... Yeah, exactly. They re-released it. But the original came out on PS2 or Xbox One. games, so... I'm sure one of them was on Xbox. Lego Lego just started making a shitload of games after that. Like, there's everything. Lego started being amazing. Like, Lego came out with the Lego movie, and I remember... Are you fucking kidding me? Lego movie? I'm gonna go watch them. Everything is awesome. So good. How is that movie so good? And then, like, it kind of, I think, opened everyone's eyes. Like, oh, I guess I'll try their game if their movie is that good. Okay, their games are really good, too. And, like, somehow, I I don't know. The worst part about Lego is, like, Lego. Will Ferrell. (laughs) I know. I have a story about, like, that movie. Um, that movie actually was one of the first movies to use a lighting system that color corrects, like as if it's real life. So let's say like most CG that you see looks fake because like the, the, the objects don't look like the lighting is right. Right. But in this movie, if you watch it and go watch it again, uh, there, the light is simulating the sun, the real sun. And it, it gives like a glow through the blocks that looks almost real. And the reflections that, that doesn't look like every other Lego, the Lego movie. Uh, it doesn't it's look crazy. like every other. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. It looks great. And if you watch some of the stuff that they've done for the CG work, it's so good. Like they stop motion it and stuff. It really, it really feels nice. Yeah, it's a very, when you watch the, uh, very nice looking movie. Very nice looking movie. And uh, yes, I think, that, is it not all stop motion? Like maybe, or is it like. It's animated in stop motion. That's crazy. They made a Lego movie What a too? beautiful detail. There's a Lego movie There's too. Lego it's movies, not as yeah. it's not as good, but it's still pretty great. I gotta cut this stream short. That's something I gotta do. <laughs> oh really? No, it's a joke. Gonna go watch the Lego movie. Oh, watch the Lego movie too. We haven't even got to your topic. Going? Cat <laughs> is going from it there. <laughs> I have I have two more good ones. Uh, Mad Max came Ooh. out. This one's a recent one. Yes. That one did really well. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, and another one that most people haven't played. Did you guys play the X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yes. This is no. the opposite, oh where the video God. game was better than the movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that but game. But the movie was terrible. That game but the game so felt pretty. raunchy. Yeah. It tore people apart. Your body was regrowing back. Like It was like a nice... I don't know. They did a good job with it. And the funny thing about that game is that's that is actually one of the examples uh, of them rushing the development. Yet it still came out mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Like as far as movie games are concerned, that game is 
insane. I, that's a blockbuster game that I got. I got it from Blockbuster. Uh, I mm. beat the game in one sitting. It was so good. Very bloody. <laughs> very mature game. Very bloody. Yeah, which yeah. is great. You want that for a Wolverine game? I'm gonna yeah, say. I'm gonna say that's the reason why I named Wolverine in Marvel vs. Capcom Three. I like that. I swear, I like that <laughs> game so much that I wanted Wolverine to be my main. No that, way. Yeah, that game is that that's good. Crazy. Yeah. So I vouch for that one for sure. That one's big. Uh, here's the bad ones. You guys oh, ready? Yeah. It's not a long list. Uh, I mean, so I'm gonna start off. Do you have you any know, that you want to bring in before I go into my list? list? Actually, you guys did, bring up whatever you think of. Uh, you the, the original, what is it, the Atari or something? I like, <laughs> I like Get Schooled. Get Schooled, I think, summed it up pretty well. Literally every other movie game that Literally you have Literally every made, other movie game. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go with his, the Transformers game, because it's probably not on your list, is it? Mm. It's so bad. It's not on my list, no. Which one? It's the one for, like, the PS3. Yeah. It's... I'm not going to say anything about it. Just go look at someone play it. It doesn't make it incomprehensible. It's as comprehensible as the movie. It's exactly a perfect recreation of that, where you're like, I don't know who's fighting who. I don't know what character is now. Everything just looks like a a car. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a mess. There were some good Transformers games on the 360, though, but th- those are not the movie tie-ins. Do you remember those games, John? There was two of them from the same company. Yeah, yeah. played them. It I love so that good. game. The High Moon Studios one, uh, the Activision ones. The ones where the multiplayer was really well thought yes. out, and I wish I bought the second one. I never bought it. I don't know why. They were both. I should have. I bought the first one. It was so good. They were surprisingly good, but they were not movie tie-ins, though, so they don't count. No. They, they were like they don't from count. The ground up. Yeah. They were built on the IP, but they weren't actually from the game, like from the movie. Do yeah. you guys remember Superman '64? Well, I mean, yes. every single person has made a video on this game. It's that bad. So I, I did some research as to why this game was so bad. I mean, you could just uh, watch it. They took it. <laughs> wait, hold up. No, I, I researched online. Uh, they took an extra six months in production to make this game. Uh, you know how when you play the game, it's all foggy and it's a kind of green mist? Yeah. They said that was a kryptonite mist. And that's yeah, why you sure. couldn't see as far. Boots says. <laughs> <laughs> They tried to rework the animations for his hands. So if ever you look on some of the stuff, I, no one ever gets this far, but if you pick up the objects, he picks up the objects like this. <laughs> like the doll. And he puts them down. And he flies around like like it's so bad. It's so bad. Absolutely terrible. I have... Okay. There was a really good um, Superman remake, though. Um, movie, at one point. Uh, game. Sorry. Oof, can't talk. The one where you fight uh, Bizarro, was that that wasn't based on a movie though? I think that was just like the universe. I will say this: I think there's not one good Superman game that I can console. think of. This is a it's oh, it's an old game, but I remember you fight Bizarro Superman. And it was really fun, and you like fly around and you laser everything. I think I Nest that game. or is it on 360? I think it was early 360. Is it PS2? That's a video game movie title. Possible. That, that one was, was terrible. I had a Superman okay. game not related to a movie on PS2. I don't remember the name. I don't think I have it yet I still. I didn't like it. So I don't think that's a good one, but maybe you're talking about that one on the PS2. Superman is a 
a character you cannot make a video game around because he's OP. So how do you make it so that you lose? Infamous. Yes. There you go. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Drop it. The You're game's so good it spawned one of my favorite comics. Like, really? Yeah. The comics for Infamous, by the way. Anyone who is it a Dark Horse this? one? Dark Horse comics. Really good. Um, no, it would be DC. Why would it be? Why would why would it be DC? Like, I'm supposed to know it's DC. Because Infamous is uh, Superman, Batman. No, no, you're talking about the injustice. Wrong... Wow, my injustice. god, <laughs> no, dude. Sorry, we were talking about infamous before. <laughs> yeah, infamous injustice, but it's injustice has one of the great comics. Yeah, I, I've watched the whole this guy. Sorry, so let me let's let's go like ten seconds back. Yo, you can't make a good Superman video game. Injustice, injustice, drop. yeah, spawned one of my favorite comics. But Infamous is also tech, like, it's not Superman, but you are pretty OP in that game, too. And it's good. True. So that's why I was, like, nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> because you're, you're kind of, like, a Superman-esque, you know, I clearly person meant both. in that game. Uh, I clearly meant both of them. It wasn't a mistake. No. <laughs> it was reality. Anyone have, like, ex bad experiences or even good experiences with movie tie-in games? Because I have a lot that I could talk about. I Like, I used to play them all the time when I was younger. I have some weird ones that you would never think exist. <laughs> okay, so... Right off the top of my head, Iron Man, which is on the bad list, but I played the shit out of that game. I don't yeah. know why I liked it. Like, I grinded it out. I think I almost 100% of the game. And it was terrible. Um, I've heard no. some pretty bad things about that game. But I mean, if you liked it, you liked it, dude. That's the thing about video games. I, I like some shitty games, too. Um, Lollipop Chainsaw, perfect example. That game is dog shit, but I love it. I found it. It's uh, Superman Returns, based on the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. The video game. That's the I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it? That's like That's like my... Iron Man is your Superman Returns. Do you like the Iron Man? I like the Iron Man game. What weird. about the Hulk one? Do you remember the Hulk one? That one's good. Oh, the Hulk one was good. Destructible. <laughs> but it, wasn't, it wasn't like a, a movie tie-in, but it was so good, bro. It spawned like so many different games. Uh, remember Prototype? No. Yes. Did you guys ever play Prototype? It's literally caught, take him out and then put the Hulk in. It's the exact same game. Isn't it the same developer? <laughs> It is. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Um, so li listen to this one. You guys probably don't even know that this game exists, and you probably forgot that this show existed too. Do you remember the show Kids Next Door? Yes. Yeah. Network? Do you know there was a video game for, for that game on the PS2? <laughs> no. Yeah, so that's the one. That's a random one that I just came on like off the top of my head. I actually owned this game. It's like some shitty platformer. It's really bad, by the way. It's, I don't recommend playing this game at all, but there is a Kids Next Door video game, and it's actually hilariously bad. But I don't know why. <laughs> that, that's just like the first thing that popped in my head. If I recall correctly, it was like a, a platformer that you have. Like, think Ratchet and Clank, but really shit. <laughs> like, you have a bunch of weapons. You oh, can shit, use. okay. That's a, <laughs> that's a platformer, but... So, Ratchet and Clank? Wow. Done improperly. Oh, wow. Don't, don't you dare call that a bad game. I didn't like that game. I didn't like that I didn't game like either. So, oh. uh, Freaky Neek had the right answer, actually. The right answer. 
for worst is ET because it literally crashed oh, yes. the video game market. Uh, but if you if anyone watching doesn't know about that, go look that. up. There's video. There's so many videos about how broken this game is and how it actually destroyed the video game market. Mm-hmm. The one I want to bring up, not a movie, but a TV show video game. You guys remember Animorphs? Oh my god! <laughs> so they made an Animorphs, um, and it's basically Pokemon, except just broken. And uh, Kizaron does a speed run of it every year, and it's wonderful because you basically only have attack with each of your Animorphs, and it has like a random chance to miss. Like there was a speed run where he went and he just missed like eight attacks in a row and got destroyed and then reset and then missed like eight attacks in a row and had to reset. That's just how the game works. Is it a JRPG? It's it's Pokemon, but you go oh. and find animals instead of Pokemon. It's Pokemon okay. with any good thing taken out of it. Anything I'm watching a video good. right now. It I've is literally it never heard so of this janky. game in my life. Oh, everybody, please go check out Kizaron's run of Animorphs. Any of the run, there's, oh, there's there's a uh, mini games in it too. There's like a uh, like uh, you know, you press space bar to make the thing float, and you have to like avoid the pipes, like oh. that really old game. <laughs> there's that in it. That's it. Looks like the UI was made by the guys who made GoldenEye. Maybe. Probably I don't think not. Rare cause... made animorphs. <laughs> oh my god, it's so janky, bro. Well, Please, that's a game uh, I've never sorry. known existed until today. So thank you, yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. We should all we should all play this game. It's not very long. I think it takes like thirty minutes to beat if you're if you're running it well. We should all play this game and just compare our experiences because I think it's worth it. Well, it's when the quarantine that... ends, we could probably have some let's plays. Couch co-op style. All together? That could be really fun. Couch? What is this couch co-op you talk about, Dimitri? Couch it's co-op couch is co-op. not a thing. We'll, we'll, we'll get some <laughs> sounds like, like I have to leave my house. <laughs> yes, I, John, you I would have to leave your house for couch. this. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> After the quarantine. Okay. But okay. now, now but what I'm about stuck. screen looking? Do you have any more bad games, John? Oh, yeah, I do. I got to remember James Cameron, the Avatar game. I have a little bit of insight on this because my old teacher, when I was in school, actually worked on the video game. What? And yeah, yeah. And this is the funniest part about it. They had so overnight. So, by the way, the game is absolutely horrendously terrible. It's unplayable and it's garbage. But uh, the game itself. Uh, when they were developing it, James Cameron didn't want any leaks to happen for the movie because essentially they were working on it six months before the 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 film, right? Mm-hmm. So now they had six months to make the game, which is absolutely terrible, god awful. But when they were making the game, uh, they didn't know what the fuck they were making. Like the, the, he was telling me, like they didn't tell us the story, the ending. He hid us. He hid everything from us. We were just making a game, and we're like, these are the Naboo, like wow. the blue people. Yeah, and their fighting styles, their movements, they didn't know how to animate them. So, like, when you play the game and you watch the movie, they're totally different. Like, one for one, they don't make any sense to each other. It's like James Cameron just dropped off, here's the flying monster, here's the one that runs the horse, and here's the, the, the blue guys. Go nuts. And then everybody at Ubisoft was like, Okay. <laughs> 
that was a Ubisoft game, right? I think that's why you're you're teaching. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's not cool because the game is dog shit, but <laughs> I mean, it's cool that I know that. It's one of like the last games from like the movie tie-ins. I think like not a lot. I think the game that like made it so that movie tie-ins kind of stopped was I think um, Batman Arkham Asylum. I think once they actually got an IP on an amazing game, people were like, well, why would we attach our video games to, like our movies to some dog shit video games, you know? I feel like after Arkham Asylum happened, the movie games kind of just went down, like downhill in terms of we, we, we don't see them anymore. Or if we do see them, they're actually, there's some effort put into it, like a little bit of effort put into it. Well, it was mainly DC and Marvel that were making games after movies except maybe uh i think pirates of caribbean made a few games that no one played and they didn't yeah, even have no johnny played. depp do the voice acting so it's this really bad voice actor yeah. trying to sound like johnny depp and it was so bad but uh like i don't think they made an avengers <clears throat> game you know they didn't try they didn't to What's, but they're making stuff i don't know it's it's not even spider-man sony that still owns uh the new spider-man game right Yes. That's not even based on any of the movies. It's nope. like just taking from that world. I think that's done properly because people today, when you know the video game market is so oversaturated today, like everybody and their mom are making video games. So if you want to make a video game that people are actually going to play, it has to be somewhat original. Because I think those days when there was one new video game a week are over. Now it's like 10 new video games are coming out every day. Too much competition makes shitty. Yeah movie video games i had a yeah topic. there's not enough time to develop them yeah i had a topic i was going to bring like my topic just changed right now because you brought up something that i actually want to talk about more than my previous topic i guess i could segue into it topic? i think I, I i fuck i don't even remember what my previous talk, topic was that's how much i want to talk about this i'm going to segue from your from what you just said so i'll, I'll talk about it I, this is going to be topic three what happened mm. to seven out of ten video games What's that? Well, so, the same thing ooh. that happened to so, 7 out of 10 every... But, okay, there, well, there you go. I guess this is, like, something you could talk about for, like, every form of media. So, what I'm trying to say is that back in the day, and I'm thinking, like, PS2, maybe early PS3, a little-known company named THQ existed, and they used to make above-average games. Not great games, not spectacular games, just games that you having your game some of them are movie tie-ins too some like decent movie tie-ins but like mm-hmm. these were games that you had in your collection that you liked you played you probably even 100 percented but that's it you don't you haven't played it since they're not like classics or anything games now need to be like a nine out of ten or higher <laughs> or else no one touches them am i yeah. wrong in this like who's playing like everything a, is triple a or indie that's it exactly yeah, but, even, but the indie on. games are like 9 out of 10s too like if you're playing an indie game nowadays it's you're playing the indie game because it's insanely good right yeah well, there's too many video games right now that's the problem it's it goes back to the argument I made before it's kind of like there's too much competition you're, you're not going to pick yeah there's so many good things to play you know Last of Us popped up and that changed the way people looked at video games and heavy rain and then this new john popped up of like more storytelling and depth uh, just you have the same shooters coming out every year they don't need to make new ip 
the, yeah. so you know you want to play Call of Duty. Call of Duty, the new one comes out, so you buy it. Why you're gonna? That's hours you're gonna spend on Call of Duty. That's hours you're not spending on other video games. I guess that's, that's what it is. Right? Why they make a remake? It's because they know they're gonna make money off of it. It's are they gonna make some new IP that no one's heard about? There's no brand behind it. They're gonna spend. And video games now cost like tens of millions of dollars to make. So you're gonna spend tens of millions of dollars on something that no one knows about. No, the real creativity is probably in. Uh, well, not anymore, but uh, I guess 3DS, like smaller consoles that it's a lot easier to make games, production's a lot faster, it's a lot cheaper, and now uh, that's kind of dead, so it's going to uh, indie, pure indie, because indie is the only way you can actually make games in a team of three, four people, and it's actually fun to play, versus you go back to N64, every game was like that, every game was an indie game, every game was made by four or five guys, there's no team spirit in that. There's uh to talk about that actually, if uh, anyone here has played Conquer's Bad Fur Day, mm-hmm. I know you guys know about that game, but just for people in general, it was uh, it's a very bring up Conquer's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> but there's a video. Every podcast. A, Conquer's a, Bad Fur Day. Sorry. Yeah. There's a series of videos on YouTube, um, about the developer talking about how they made that game. And he plays through the game and just talks about how they make all the stuff. And it's amazing to hear, like, because there's only, like, four or five people on that team. And, you know, they the stuff that they choose to spend their time on is what they, as four people, it's like, if we made a game, whatever we think is important in a game, that gets, that gets like, uh, importance and that gets time spent on it. Whereas before, or rather now, you have, like, people, other people who aren't, who don't really care about the game telling you no 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 this part of the game needs to needs to be perfect this part you don't care about that you don't think has anything to do with why the game is special that you need to make sure it looks perfect and like one of the things he said he starts the game he this against the wall and he goes i would uh he's like i wouldn't pick up a single game if you can just run straight into the wall and you're animating wall because it like they didn't even bother to do basic stuff like that because they're just on like random bullshit. It was, it was a really eye-opening video and I would suggest watching it. And it goes with what Joe was saying, like have small teams working on stuff like that unless you go indie. And if you're not going indie, same thing with movies, right? You're not going to make a blockbuster movie that isn't Avengers. Yeah, why but would you? seriously. The, it, there's like a certain charm of games like the ones I'm talking about, like a 7 out of 10, you know? Um, maybe the gameplay's not as tight. Uh, okay, I'm going to say uh, Lollipop. I'm going to use Lollipop Chainsaw as, as an example again. Um, the graphics are not good. The gameplay is not that great. It's just a generic beat-em-up. But, like, the story was cute. Um, there was a lot of charm in it. It actually reminded me of, like, older-style, like, PS2 video games where it's, like, level, level, boss, level, 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 boss... And it's very linear. There's nothing going crazy. But, like, games like that don't exist anymore. It's, like you said, either indie or, like, some AAA, you know, God of War remake-style game. Like, where it's very story-heavy and that's it. And the gameplay's super tight. But it's, like, if you can make a a game with, like, a million, two million dollars instead of, like, a hundred million dollars, like, the biggest budget game, to make something, you know, very, like, memorable, story-heavy you, I feel like you could still do that. It's just no one's taking the risk anymore, I guess. Uh, THQ mm-hmm. exists still. Uh, they came back as THQ Nordic, and I know that they're making a whole bunch of these types of games. Um, 
but I don't see them enough, and it sucks. I like it's such an important part of my childhood playing these like above average games that they don't exist anymore. I feel like I'm only playing perfection, and if it's not perfect, then I, I, there's no point in playing it. I don't know. I think I have another answer to your uh, to your statement. What's the that? reason why people don't play seven out of ten games anymore is because online games are a thing. Like when we were really young, you beat a game. You either went to Blockbuster or whatever, rented mm-hmm. a new one, or you bought a new one, or you replayed the same game because that's all you had. So if a game came out, in combination to what I said before, how there was less games in the market, but you were always looking for something new to play because you could only get maybe 30, 40 hours out of a game. So you were just constantly playing new games, new games, new games. But now think about how many hours uh, we've spent playing Call of Duty, Overwatch, Games like that, thousands, World of Warcraft, any kind of MMORPG, whatever it may be, that's one game that provided you the same amount of fun and joy as what would have taken like a collection of games back in the day. So that's all time that you're spending playing one game rather than playing a series of games, which also kind of adds to the whole fact of like how microtransaction and all these things kind of entered is that well, hey, you're playing our game so many hours, why not just give us a bit more money? Since if you divide, like, the way I like to look at life is uh, in terms of movie tickets. It costs me, uh, let's say, $12 to see a movie for two hours. That means one hour, I'm willing to exchange uh, one hour of fun for $6. So if you play a video game, it costs you, like, the new uh, Final Fantasy, right? It costs, like, 80 bucks. It's going to take about 40 hours to beat. So that means it's about 2 bucks an hour. That's cheaper than a movie in terms of hours of fun. Sure. Like that's a good investment for me, right? So you buy an, a game like Call of Duty, you're going to spend thousands of hours. I don't care. The game could cost $200. It's still more worth it than playing, let's say, 10 games, you know? Yeah. I know. So probably I, another I, I, I why we don't play 7 out of 10 anymore because we'd rather just play that one game for 1,000 hours. But those those games are our 7 out of 10s. Watch was during my... Uh... Overwatch is, Overwatch is a seven, Overwatch out, of 7 out of ten. How many? Do you know how how many times I played Overwatch and I finished it less happy than when I started? Like, log on, you play the game, you got a shitty teammate. Not my fault. I'm great. I'm amazing at this game. I'm the best DPS ever. Uh, Bro, you played so Hanzo, you Hanzo. Hanzo was out of meta. <laughs> but that's my. But the that's my point, was like, a seven out of ten. But it was a ten out of ten at one point. Sure, but what I mean is your online games, like those games that are so addictive that you were talking about, those are the seven games. They're the games you play so much that like you don't come out of those every time you play them feeling great, but you're like, and eh, that's good enough. Why am I going to go find some other game that's good enough? I'm just going to wait till the next AAA thing comes out. I'm just there are seven out of ten if you compare them to video games as a whole, but further genre, like oh, World yeah, yeah. Warcraft is a 10 on 10 for an MMORPG. It's the MMORPG it, to play. It Same was, yeah. Call of Duty and Halo were the 10 on 10s for fps so if we subdivide that way i think sure, it makes more yeah, sense. yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the quality of the game i'm talking about your experience when you go home and you've been playing overwatch for two years my experience with overwatch that night i'm not, <laughs> I'm not logging on to overwatch for my four gameplay going like oh my god hondo has a bow are you kidding me i think overwatch and, uh, does that too on purpose like to kind of mm-hmm. mess with you so that some of your experience yeah. is fun. Cause there's like that um, thing in psychology about like gambling, you know, like slot machines. If slot machines paid out all the time, they wouldn't be fun. 
if they never paid out, they wouldn't be fun. But because they pay out sometimes, you get addicted. And apparently that's like the, the strongest way to condition someone is to give them reward sporadically at ra- almost random kind of mm. like bursts. So I think Overwatch maybe does it on purpose to kind of give you a 7 on 10 experience and then gives you like a 12 on 10 super experience where you just have a ton of fun. So The, the game wants to keep you at 50% win-loss, right? So let's say if you start winning your matches, it's going to pair you up with people that are higher level than you. Or it's gonna it's gonna put elos because we have an e like a, a sr rank that's on the character like whatever we play like if we're like plat we're plat but there's a hidden elo of what you're playing yeah. at so if you're playing at a diamond level it's gonna pair you up with that dude because you're higher win rates so both of you should fight each other and then after from there if he gets to a higher rank he gets to a higher rank and he gets his 50 percent at, at the higher rank but Did it tries to level him out and I end up playing him in a match, and he beats me. That's it. <laughs> That's it, right? What I what I've what I wanted to put on your point, Joe, because it makes a lot of sense. I think it comes down to the prices. Uh, developing a seven on ten, and making it, and printing out the discs, and having everything shipped out, and having it in retail stores, and stocking those retail stores, and stocking all these places is more expensive than putting out a title that I know is going to do well because it's Mario, and Mario always does well. Also, because Mario is just the absolute best, and no game he has ever been a part of is less than ten on. New Super um. Mario Bros. U. Yeah, it wasn't go. good. There you go. <laughs> half of them, half of them are amazing. Garbage. Um, but I would still yeah. say there are a lot of seven on ten games, though. Like, go to EB Games and check the shelves. There's a ton of games. You have no idea what no, they are. That's the thing. No one's really buying them. Those are not seven <laughs> out of ten games. Those are not the games I'm talking about. Those that's shovelware. That's trash. It's he's it's, talking about Mirror's Edge. Yeah, Mirror's perfect Mirror's example. Edge. Mirror's Edge, uh, which is also a perfect example of I guess why there aren't any seven out of ten games anymore because the new one came out and fucking bombed Dang. because it was a seven out of ten game as well and no one paid for it. I think the sweet spot is to have a seven out of ten game cost like thirty forty dollars US. I think that would sell more instead of selling it for like full price and it's like a five six hour experience well, they did that with the the banjo kazooie game when it came out uh on yeah. xbox 360 was it they sold it for like 45 bucks like 30 dollars less and people bought it yeah i liked it i would have bought about, it at you're talking about ukulele right nuts and bolts no he's talking about the the actual banjo and banjo kazooie oh. sequel Oh, no. Yeah, but ukulele is a good example of a really yeah. good 7 on 10. But you could say that's a 10 on 10 for what it is, like the platformer genre. No, there are be- there are way better platformers than that, even from back in the day. Like, I, I liked I heard, it. It was fine. It was good. Like, people liked it. John liked it. But it's not like the next big thing, you know? It's not something it's crazy. It's no mm. Jack and Daxter, you know what I'm saying? Get out of here. You mean it's actually good? Wow. <laughs> yeah, baby. Let's, let's, let's get out review scores right now. <laughs> Six on ten. Jack and Dexter was insane. Yuka I'll, for I'll, me was a solid I'll seven. Fight on, I'll, I'll die on that hill. Yuka was a seven. But Yuka they didn't want it to be a seven. They put out Yuka being like, this is a ten. No. And everyone was like, eh. Okay. I mean, it was Kickstarter. It was janky. There's, it was janky, bro. Polished. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's Wait. it for this topic. Unless Joe, you wanted to add something. Yeah. Well, one last thing before we switch. Would Banjo Kazooie have been such a good game 
if it wasn't for like the sound effects in that game. Just think about it for a second. Imagine you mm. didn't have the blessing of hearing and you played Banjo Kazooie. Would it have still been a good game? Uh, it would have been. Think so. I think the whole atmosphere of it worked pretty well. Uh, the sounds definitely add, but like the whole atmosphere <laughs> of it works. Would it have been a good game today? No. Because I think that would be the difference in why that game was so much better than a game like Ukulele. Just there was charm to it. Yuka had charm. It just, mm-hmm. I don't think those games work now. Like, people have, <laughs> people have gotten wise yeah. to the fact that, like, you're just making me run there and back. And I don't even get, like, some million dollar cutscene after I do that. I'm literally just going to pick up a, a music note and then I come back. Like, it's boring. I don't want to, like, fetch quest shit. Unless it's World of Warcraft and I get a higher level, brother. <laughs> I so I can get Galaxy. the best armor and then the next expansion comes out and that armor is sort of shit. <laughs> and then the whole cycle starts again. So it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's an archetype for that. It's, a, it's the Skinner it's box. The, bl- the, the Blizzard archetype. Good. <laughs> the Blizzard archetype. Yeah. You just got the thing you wanted? You're going to have to grind some more, bitch. So last topic is who do you believe the best video game villain is and why? Let's discuss. Let's debate. Ooh. Okay. How about you start since it's your topic and uh, we'll we'll get back to you because I want to marinate like. What Dimitri's saying is why don't you start so we can shit all over your pick and tell Uh, you why ours is better. All right, well, if we're going to go with... Uh, let's go by John. So Final Fantasy, like JRPG, I think Sephiroth kind of takes the cake on that one. He's just this super cool Aww. badass with a giant sword. He's like six foot six. Have you seen him in the remake? Like, this is Cloud? He's like, here, dude, he's six foot he's six. He's got a giant sword. Sephiroth is really, really badass, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Final Fantasy nine the end Kucha? of the game that just pops out of nowhere yeah that guy that guy. <laughs> no okay so Sephiroth I, I, is definitely up there for sure i think yeah. he's one of the coolest and then they really made him super cool in the remake even though he has no business being in this game <laughs> because in the real game he's not he's like at the end of midgar like you see flashbacks of him whereas in the remake it's he's like all over the place well they so, gotta tease it right like we need Sephiroth in this game stat <laughs> even though like, yeah. he has no reason to be there midgar is half of disc one in the original game yeah. so like you still got a taste of sephiroth by the time you got there like halfway through the first disc whereas now what they're just gonna not put him in the first game you can't no but to the extent of how much he's in the game it's a little much but it, it, leaves, it leaves no mystery you know like he's so involved Instead of like actually could, teasing him, we could stretch this also to movies if you're having uh, a bit of difficulty. No, no, let, let's I think movies will have a lot to say as well. If you're going Chat, like Chat's Joker. got some pretty good the Joker ones, but... from the Dark Knight, obviously, it's <laughs> one of the best villains of all time. It's kind of like an anti hero, too, a little bit. Since I really like Heavy Rain, I think uh, Private Investigator made like an That's amazing villain. It's very psychological. You can kind of the best villains are those who you can see yourself becoming or relate to if you had lived life in a different way. 
So let's yeah. say someone goes out and murders a bunch of people in vengeance, but then you, you just look at it and you go, wow, this person's a horrible human being. How could they do that? But then you see their backstory. You see the, what happened to them. It's almost like, yo, that could be anyone if they were in that kind of crazy situation. Because then you can kind of really uh, relate to them. And it seems almost like plausible. Kind of like with the new um, Joker movie did, where you saw what turned the Joker into the Joker made yeah. you think you could almost be the Joker too. Yeah. And it's that kind of fucked up, mess with your head type thing that really creates the best villains, I think. Definitely. I actually have a good Like a one. bad guy that you feel for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Now... Like, you gotta ask yourself, if you were in that situation, what would you have become, you know? I or actually have a... I have a really... Uh, I I don't know if it's controversial opinion on this stuff, but I think games and TV shows and movies do that too much. If you want to make your villain like that, you need a specific type of story where that works. I feel like a lot of games and a lot of movies try and like they want to put the focus on the main character, but they're also like, oh, no one's super deep and complicated, and like that only works if you're giving that villain a lot of time to develop. I would mm -hmm. rather you have Bowser, he's bad because bad, and like focus on the main character. And I know Mario's not an interesting main character, but Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, for movies, like Ronin was just a bad guy because bad guy, basically. And he didn't need to be more than that because you're focusing on the main characters. And I'd rather that than like half-ass development where you're wasting time giving him somebody. Or you yeah, go Avengers. Can't really yeah. do both for sure. Or you go and Avengers, like something like um, anti-hero, like in uh, Death Note, where you're not sure who the good guy is, depending on your philosophies and values in life and whatnot. Because they're both doing something good, just one's in a effed up way, and the other one is in the normal, simple human way. Yeah. So, so I have so... I think uh, Seymour from Final Fantasy X. That's a prime example of. Mm. Uh, Seymour's a perfect Seymour's <laughs> a perfect example of we tried to give the character a bit of development because people think that's what it's but like no, you don't that, give him enough. Joke. I was big hundred percent sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the perfect example of like half assing just make mm. him evil, you know? Yes, I, I agree. If you're gonna make an anti hero style villain it needs to make sense. It needs to like you need to put the effort into it, into the writing, and into the reason why he is a villain. Oh, really? Slash antihero. Yes, you cannot. Bowser. Like, 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 Bowser's not an antihero. Bowser's just a bad guy. That's it. I'm talking about like a Joker type villain, where it's like you could see, like you could relate a little bit. There's a lot of half-assed okay. villains like that. That they're they don't even play the bad guy well or the antihero well. It's just kind of like lazy writing. Now, I have two, and I have one for each. One as just a plain old bad guy, and one as... you. Can, it's not even an anti-hero. He might not even be a bad guy, but I consider him a villain. I'm going to get to that one just, in a second. So I'm going to go with the bad guy first. Just because you are a bad guy does no, 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 not no. mean you are a bad you're, guy. You're going to like this one. Yeah, I mean... So the first one is just a classic, and I fucking love him. He's my favorite villain in the entire series, is uh, Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid 1. Ooh. He is so cool. I don't know. Well, actually, let me start by saying, have you guys played Metal Gear Solid 1? 
No, but I watched it a long time ago. Never beat it though. Do you remember the Psychomantis boss fight? Uh, okay, I watched it. That, okay, to unplug your controller so, and shit. Yes, so that's what I wanted to get to. So it's not mo- it's the the reason why I'm bringing him up is not be not because like he's a, I mean he is cool, but it's not really like he's like the baddest guy of all time. It's just the boss fight itself is so memorable. So the way you beat this guy, so you have to you're you're facing him one one on one in a room, uh, and you go in and you're trying to shoot him. Nothing's working. It's like why aren't any of my bullets working on this guy? Uh, and you don't know what to do this whole time. There's no hints to tell you what you have to do. You have to unplug your controller from the first port on a PS1 and plug it into the second so you could confuse him in thinking, because he could read your mind in this game. Like, that's why he, he knows when you're going to shoot, so he just dodges. So if you mm. take your port out of controller one and put it into controller two, he no longer could read your mind. So your bullets start working. And then he starts figuring it out like, oh, shit, okay, it's port two now. So you have to take it out of port two once he starts figuring it out and put it into port one. And it's just such a cool, mm-hmm. unique boss fight that only Kojima could fucking think of. Also, before you even fight him, if you had the rumble, because you have the DualShock 1 controller... He tells you to put it on the floor and say, watch, I'm going to move it. And he moves it to the left and you just see the controller moving to the left. And he moves it to the right and you just see the controller moving to the right. It's This is on the PS1 in the 90s. Your fucking brain... Yeah, you, lo- you, lost, it. you lost it. It's so cool. It's such a memorable boss fight and people still talk about it to this day. And they made an homage to it on, in Metal Gear Solid 4. There's like a Psycho Mantis-esque uh, villain in that game that does the same thing which fun fact when i played that game i did not have the dual shock on the ps3 there was the six axis controller without the rumble so he he tried doing the um, the moving the controller bit but my controller wasn't moving and the game reacts to that it's like why isn't my mind powers working because i didn't have the rumble in my controller i thought that was just cool i don't know yeah so that's my first villain uh that's just like a bad guy nothing crazy just memorable boss fight the second one this is the twist. He's not actually a bad guy, but is he? Joel from The Last of Us, the main character, the guy that you play as. Why do I say he's a bad guy? Because he had the chance to save the... This is a spoiler completely, by the way. So if you guys don't know the, the plot of the game is that you're bringing a girl... <laughs> I'm unplugging. I don't if, hear anything right now. If, if oh, you're, wait, wait you're, you're down, bringing... You're you're bringing a girl oh okay he doesn't want to he doesn't want to hear the spoilers so there's there's obviously like a zombie apocalypse in this game and if you get bitten by the zombie you turn into it this is one girl that get got got bit that does not turn so people like the fireflies which is the 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 scientists in this game think that she's like the key to saving the world so you drag this girl all the way to the to the laboratory so that you could you know she will most likely die in this laboratory to then possibly find a cure but joel gets so attached to this girl because his daughter dies early in the game that he decides never mind i'm gonna kill all the scientists so i could save my baby girl who has the cure who possibly has the cure to all of the zombie apocalypse and that is a shitty thing to do and you have no control over it because it's not it's a linear story so you are basically playing as a guy that's making a shit decision i think that's such a genius storytelling bit I don't know. All right, all right. I, 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 I End of spoilers. I, End of spoilers. End of spoilers. <laughs> okay. Hey guys. So that is why I think he's a bad person. 
not necessarily a bad person, but a bad person. Like he's like kind of mm. like gray gray area, which is such a beautiful point of debate. Uh, because Play I remember context. when. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm eighty percent done that game. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Eighty percent okay, okay. done. Don't do it. Get school this My PS3. Like I don't have a PS3, so I need to replay it. But I don't have the save file. So I don't want to replay the whole damn thing. So I got to watch a, like a playthrough of the last couple of hours. So I just don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Cause it's on my list. I keep forgetting you, to, to do you it. You need to play that game. And they did remaster it on the PS4 for what that's worth. And it is worth playing through again. I played through it again with uh, my girlfriend, which was really fun because she got to experience the story for the first time. So that made me want to play it's it really obviously. Um, yeah. And I replayed it to the, what a fucking game, dude. That game. Play the DLC. Yes. Really, really good DLC. It's not bad. It was really think, good DLC. Like it I wasn't like a shit be. DLC. No, 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 no. I think that might be one of the best DLC packs ever. Like I'm not even joking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that Very was. Happy. Um, this is why I think he's. He's in the gray area, though. <laughs> like some people might completely disagree with my take, and uh, that's the beauty of it, though. It's like, what would you have nice done in that it. situation, right? <laughs> it's like it's a what. It's what would you do? It's a what would you do situation. And I wouldn't have done what Joel did, which is why I think he's a shitty person. John? All right. Um, so I, I've i been trying to Google the name of that blue ball from Portal 2. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. It, oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? It starts with Wesker a, Wesley. Wesley? If they, oh, fuck. Okay, I have to search for it. I have to search for it. That's going to piss me off. So <laughs> we're talking about villains yes, game. Wheatley. So yeah, there might be spoilers. Wheatley. So, Wheatley is one of the best bad guys in any game just because of the fact that I like him so much. He's but I gotta so take good. him down. And then GLaDOS is throwing fucking comments at you the whole time through a potato on your gun. And I find that hilarious. <laughs> like the whole concept of the game was so funny. I played Portal 2 like so many times. I beat that, that game, game I don't even so know how many good. times. Yeah. But uh, that, that was one of my favorite bosses by far. I think it's my favorite boss because he's a bad guy. Just because he's so funny. And, like, I don't need to hate. Like, I don't want to kill him because I know it's just power going straight to his head. But I know that as a character, he serves a purpose of making me, like, he does his job. He makes me like him. He makes me enjoy it. Like, I, I become friends with him. We beat up uh, GLaDOS and he takes over, right? And then yeah. it just... Ah, it's really and then good. they, and then they like do it. the reverse, like, oh, no, GLaDOS was actually the good guy all along, and Wheatley was the bad guy, yeah. which they took, in my opinion, right from Bioshock 1, uh, which is another amazing villain, Andrew Ryan, uh, which Andrew Ryan, I don't know if you played Bioshock, but it's, uh, you know, you find your fine rapture under underwater, and um, mm. Andrew Ryan is the first voice you hear, and he kind of like guides you through. He's like, "Oh, I need your help. I need you to come save me." And I go through the the go through Rapture and all that stuff. But in reality, he's actually leading you into like you're basically doing the work that he wants you to do. But he's like a completely evil mastermind genius, and you're mm. basically doing all this dirty work for him. So you're actually doing evil shit in this in the entirety of the game until you realize oh shit andrew ryan's actually the bad guy oh my god and, and then you have a, a final battle which that, that game is so good mm. it's been a while since i played it though so I, i'm definitely missing some story bits and uh, i do want to replay it again but i i remember that game bamboozling the shit out of me what a game i uh mm. i'm gonna go 
completely left field from all of this because I am super quirky and weird and and like super... um no, but Mortal Kombat probably Mortal. has one of my favorite villains. Yeah, mm. because nice. complete opposite of, of of all of this stuff works. The first time you play Mortal Kombat and you're just like, oh, there's a character select screen, and I click whatever character I want. Oh, I'm fighting the other guys from the character select screen. That makes sense. And then you get up there and you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck is this four-armed <laughs> giant-ass Goliath? And he fucks you up the first time. And it doesn't matter that after that, like, he's been turned into a joke and, and sure. But that first time you see him, you're just like, I don't even understand what the fuck I'm doing. Goro? Right you're now. talking about Goro, right? Goro in MK1. I think it was MK1. I think he was Scorpion is one of the best villains of all time. It's just it's simplicity, scary. He's imposing. He doesn't look like the other fighters you've played. Shao Kahn as well, actually. Like just those bosses where you were just like, "Oh crap, they're evil," and I didn't think I had to fight these guys. Like I was, (laughs) what am I supposed to do? And you know, figuring it out is fun, and then they turn into cliches. But I think like sometimes you got to sacrifice the really good first impact. Mm. That's my take on it. Uh, the ones you said are also great. They last longer than than Goro, but like in terms of memorability. But yeah, for sure. It's gonna throw in two more uh, Arbiter because the Covenant and Halo, and then it kind of switches sides. I thought that was pretty good for like a villain redemption type story. And of course, like very memorable is Ganondorf. Uh, depending nice. on which games, games go way yeah. more in detail about his backstory. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, yeah, and like if you piece his backstory through all the games, you can kind of actually like the character, and it makes for a good bad guy versus just some of the games where it's very lightly over. It's just more like a Bowser type character is bad and go kick his ass kind of thing. Mm. Ganondorf is legendary. He's a really good villain to bring up, actually. He's so cool, and he I has like different designs and everything. You never beat him in any game. You're you're in the process of playing Breath of the Wild, aren't you? I stopped I playing. Oh, I that doesn't that count. Why? Why does that not count? It, Ganon's so cool in that game. He is, but it, like the thing that makes Ganondorf so memorable is not present in Breath of the Wild. It's still a great yeah. boss fight. It's still an amazing game. And Ganon's cool in it, but the thing that makes Ganon memorable is present in that game, in my opinion. Like, He's a pig. In the first one, it was oh, just like, Ganon. it was a culmination of like the story and everything. Are we talking about Ocarina of Time ever... when you say the first one? Uh, <laughs> sorry, yes. Yes. There's a lot of first time. Did you ever watch that? There's like a video on YouTube that's really cool where it shows the, the three timelines that um, Zelda follows. Yeah. Like there's the original Zelda. And then there's the one where Link uh, gets defeated by Ganon. Uh, Link gets beats Ganon, then Link kind of gets frozen in time or something like that. And then there's three different like. Don't try to make sense like of the timeline. No, <laughs> but it does make it does make sense. Place. They've they had when they made the games, they always placed it like they didn't have a timeline, obviously, but they always said like, okay, we'll make a game. What if Link died, like lost, or what yeah. if Link this? But they and made then, like a bunch of more games that follow each of those timelines. Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild is just connects them all for some reason. It's magic. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna defend my Zelda cred here. I said the first time because I'm Ganondorf, and I'm pretty sure Ganondorf, the not pig, only shows up in Ocarina. 
Mm, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I might I be think right. That's, I think I that's true. I think you sure. might be wrong, but I'm not knowledgeable enough in the series. I feel like I've seen Ganondorf in other games, but I think Ocarina of Time is the first in the timeline. Like the, that, the top. Whichever right? one makes me correct is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyone, else? My theory. anyone else have a villain they want to talk about? I feel like we could talk about this topic forever. There's so many good villains out there. Mm. I I'm I'm like I don't want to hit like the nostalgic ones like the Bowser and all that. I don't know. I just feel like that's I don't think Bowser's a good out. villain either. Yeah. Don't you think he's a good villain? Horizon New Dawn. He's Bowser's functional. Well, what's the bad guy <laughs> in Horizon? He serves, again? A, he serves a purpose. Horizon. It's it's humanity that's the bad guy because. Humanity, basically. Lame. I mean, is this a spoiler? Is this a spoiler? Uh, okay. Uh, if you haven't played the game, here, I don't want to be spoiled. But basically, humans create AI. The AI takes over takes the world, over, destroys yeah. everything, and it puts it into a cycle of of rebirth where the AI keeps destroying itself. So it's kind of like humanity created this thing, and we have to defeat this thing now. And I thought that was a really cool. Uh, I, I like guy. the concept, yeah. Uh, they had to like basically recreate humanity, like basically big bang the shit out of the world and restart fresh, because the AI took over, was, which was created by humanity. Mm. Cool. We'll figure. That's actually a cool concept. Yeah, it's like a very humanity's cool really at the end. Yeah. There's a very good movie that I don't want to spoil, so I won't give a name, but has a very similar concept, and it's super Egypt. meta. No, uh, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say the name because the, the movie is completely subpar, but the twist at the end is so good. Fight Club? No. That's a good movie. Spider Man 3. Uh, Freaking Eagles. Gary Oak from the Pokemon. No one has seen series. it. It's not a famous movie. Freaking joking. I'm not Gary Oak. Gary Oak from the Pokemon series. It's Red. His name is Red. Gary Oak? Actually, his name is Poopy Pants. Super villain of all time. (laughs) Like him. Bro, this guy worked so hard. He finally beats the Elite Four. And who's there five minutes later? I am. You. You dick. So, you know who's the real villain in that game? It's you. You're the greatest (laughs) super villain. God damn it. (laughs) You kill his Raticate. Yeah, you kill his fucking Raticate. Apparently, that's been confirmed. And now uh, here I am online not citing my source. But I heard that that was confirmed that that's why he's in Lavender Town by a dev, mm-hmm. which is really cool. yeah. He killed his rat. His, his grandfather, his only like blood relative, is a foster child. Like love you more than he loves him. Like, you're, you're the villain. There's, there's no way around it. I mean, maybe he's just a piece of shit, and that's why no one likes him. In which case, <laughs> am I the villain for just not maybe being a piece of shit? Just because you're not likable doesn't mean you're evil. <laughs> You could be a likable villain. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He's got a sister, though. He's upset. Actually, no. His sister gives you, like, a... His sister <laughs> Or shoes or something. She did give us shoes. That's it. Ooh, um, I have a good I'm one. Gonna... We're going to tie it full circle because it's a Final Fantasy seven. Wait, hold up then. Just defending my street cred, Ganondorf is mentioned in A Link to the Past, but his first appearance is 
Arena of Time. You're welcome. I just made myself happy. That's I needed well, to. Well, I I said that. I think I made sure because uh, I. Okay. Like, considering so, getting a Zelda tattoo and I and then. So, what I was saying, is um, I mean this is only Joe's gonna actually no maybe Adam too, uh, and Jill, from Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, where he turns mm. into like a bad guy. Well, he kind of like turns on you basically. And that's oh, when you really? get the Buster Sword. Well, you like fight him at oh. the end. Oh my they god! Us, and then you. Isn't it kind of like still done in a good way? Like I don't think he's evil. Well, he starts kind of like, like uh, Genesis. Thinking... That's the bad guy. Like it's been a while since I played it. No, well, Genesis yeah. is the one that like I guess turns him. No. Yeah. Well, you fight Angel and, and you do kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Because I am a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, What's okay. the notable thing that he does without spoiling it? Or is there no way to do it without without the, spoiling the, it? The notable, the main notable thing that Angel does is not really something he does. Is that the sword that you have in Final Fantasy, the Buster Sword? It's him. He passes it on to Zack, which is the main oh. character in Crisis Core. Which then he dies, and Cloud picks up the Buster Sword from him. I've been using another sword this whole time. I haven't. Cloud is a liar. Big liar. <laughs> he was never um, a first soldier. He is the worst villain of all time. There you go. <laughs> it's all come full circle. Uh, kinda. Yeah. Kinda. Um, that was sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe in chat. Gabe in chat says Flowey or Flowey. The flower. I did not beat that game. So I don't want to. I, I, I played mean, I a little bit of it. The flower at the beginning, where it turns on you, and he's like a good guy, and he's a bad guy. Really, that's a pretty cool bad guy, honestly. The bad guys in that game in general are cool. Like Asgore. What a theme song, by the way. When the first time, the, when you fight Asgore, that song is so good. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that song. Yeah, yeah, theme. Speaking good. of songs for super villain, uh, villains in video games, Gilgamesh. Have you heard Battle of Gilgamesh? No, but that's actually so, a cool topic that we could do on another podcast. The like best video song. game OSTs. The yeah. best song. I have a best, lot. I'll definitely get best a list villain, for that. Best villain yeah. song, One Winged Angel. Like, I, no, Battle no. of Gilgamesh. Sorry, dude. Put on Battle of Gilgamesh We're on piano right now. It's one of the most craziest, cool songs ever. Like, can we just play it? <laughs> I legitimately like, I like the that. regular boss battle music in Final Fantasy VII more than One Winged Angel. One Winged Which Angel one? isn't a boss battle um, thing. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a character song. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but which one is it? It's not the. Um... Yeah, it's a da 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 You've heard it a that million song. times, probably. That song is called Halo one. No, because Halo has one that goes exactly like that, too. Yeah, it doesn't go... It goes... It just cycles up higher. It goes the other way. You go back down, it just goes up. The Pokemon battle theme. Whenever you get a random... It really addictive. Really, have a bonus jingle. topic since we're talking about it. 
or do you want to save uh, it for another podcast? Because I, like I, I think said, we, should, this, this we a, should save it for next week. This one's a good. This is a good topic. R- write it down. We're, we're gonna, like, we're gonna, I, I'm we're not gonna talk about heavily this. indulged in the music and video games. So like, unless we're gonna talk about like Donkey Kong Country for the next three minutes, I really don't know what you to tell you. You would be surprised if you just go through like a bunch of games you used to play and turn on the OSTs. I guarantee you would be surprised on how many songs you remember from your childhood. Like there were, yeah. I'm sure you played a lot of games with a lot of good music. That you're just not thinking of right now. And maybe you don't can't know the think names of, of it, point. or maybe you haven't heard them since, but I'm, sh- I'm telling you, there are memorable songs that are like stuck in the back of your head that you probably haven't Anything heard for like 10, 15 years. None you're of them as good as our, our theme song. Just none of them at all. Out there. <laughs> none <laughs> of them at all. You, you can't tell we me should that play it again. We might, end, we might end the podcast with it. Who knows? Just so, so the people that are currently watching could hear it. <laughs> but I, <laughs> if you I, didn't I, like it, yeah, blame Dimitri. Uh, yeah, just bl- put all the blame on me. Uh, but I think yeah. that's going to wrap it up today. I think uh, we've exhausted all our villains that we want to talk about here. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap out our second episode of the Off Meta Podcast. If you enjoyed it, you know, feel free to follow and uh, hit the bell because we're going to be consistently streaming our podcast live every Saturday. So don't miss out on next one. Uh, I guess a little quick spoiler next episode, we're probably going to be talking about video game music. I'm excited for that. Cause I have a lot to talk about. Uh, but once again, my name is Dimitri to my left is Joe top left. John above me is Adam. We're the off meta podcast and, um, you know, see you guys next time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. oh, before we go, can we plug our, uh, our Twitch? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely forgot. I'm actually not on my own Twitch channel right now. We're, we're, we made a new one. Yeah. So uh, you could find me at 2HS, T-Z-O-U-H-S. Uh, Joe, where can we find you? Find me at work. <laughs> Same joke every <laughs> podcast. I'm going to tell you every time. Yeah. Joe, you can find Joe at work. anywhere. John, you could find at? Ah, uh, yeah. Basically, mine is Dasky's Plays. I've been writing in the chat. Send me a follow. Actually, you guys should follow if you're watching this channel right now. You should follow and uh, just to stay up to date with everything. Yeah. And like he said, hit the bell as well as go to my channel. So like right after, don't think about it. Don't double shot. Just just click. Like I'm gonna write something in the chat. Just click my name. <laughs> and <laughs> you know. But just, for for just, any audio listeners my that are for any follow, audio listen- Dasky's plays D A S K Y S P L A Y. Bro, he just dropped the D in chat. And John just dropped I the did D, drop in chat. D in chat. I dropped a little D. Dasky's plays. D A S K Y S plays. I also have a YouTube channel that I'm be working on some more stuff. I'm making some CG work for this podcast as well. Yes. And I'm going to be making some six bit versions of ourselves, which is going to be cool because we're going to have that as our intro. I can't wait. There's a lot. We're, we're working on a lot with this with this channel, which I wanted to bring up actually after this. I'm disappointed Adam, that no one did the fusion thing with me. Uh, <laughs> we're all in different places, man. <laughs> no matter, uh, we rehearsed I'm this. Gonna... No one did it. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna bully Dimitri into letting me post like covers of songs not on on our YouTube channel when we get one. So about. Yeah. That's about it. I don't really stream on Twitch. I stream my 3D printing on Twitch. So if you want to watch a machine very slowly over the course of like 30 hours, <laughs> uh, make Interesting. make a little statue. Feel free to check it out. Uh, it's Glicknack, but actually don't check it out. And uh, if you have any recommendations of 3D print, I will display them here. That's a good idea. That's really cool. Flash, 
And uh, to flash like a fifty dollar coupon code <laughs> like randomly in the thirty hour video. So if you watch the thirty hours, you might have a chance of winning. A possible yeah. giveaway. As well as honey sponsor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> so um, I think that's where we ended. Now. That's where we ended. Right now, we're focusing mainly on the podcast since it's you know pretty straightforward. Once a week, uh, the goal is to get this channel moving. Maybe not not on a daily basis, but every every other day. Maybe me we're gonna quit like, our jobs. So we're just gonna podcast every day. Yes. No, I'm joking. Uh, we're basically going to have it so that maybe a couple of us play live stream like we live stream a game together maybe like a co-op game a playthrough of a specific game we don't know yet it's it's a work in progress but uh you know follow to keep in touch and uh, you know hit the bell um hopefully we start posting a lot more soon and yes when do we stream what day do we stream what time we don't know yet, every saturday every, every saturday uh, the time varies maybe 10 o'clock within 10 o'clock yeah 10 o'clock has been the every average time. 10 p.m every saturday Every Saturday, 10 p.m. We'll try to keep it as consistent as possible. I think I like that time. It's at the end of the night. Everyone's pretty much done what they have to do. Makes sense. But that has been it for today's podcast. This was episode two. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I'm very happy that the seven viewers that have stayed there have been consistent. And um, yeah, have you guys have yourself a wonderful day. Ciao. 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 Bye.